0: And before the next episode of the Yalabad podcast, a brief message from our sponsor. So it is December and you know, it's festive season. uh, It's the holidays. There are so many reasons to to celebrate and be happy. But I was recently informed of some very interesting date or in December that I wasn't aware of. Like I wasn't aware of its significance and that is 8th December, 1941, which is the day Singapore was bombed by the Japanese.
1: Were you aware of that date or not, Terence? I mean, I know we've all studied some form of Singapore history and I know something happens in around December. Uh, but yeah, we, it's very easy to get caught up in the festivities and forget that such a dark uh, date also uh, uh, occurred during December. Lah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And I mean, it just, it just makes you, it made me think also that uh, while it is a generally happy period, uh, there's still a lot of stuff going on in the world that is not very happy, right? Um, and the fact that whatever whatever we see going well one day, the next day, who knows what could happen. And things can just take a take a
1: horrible turn. Like. Yeah, I mean it's already 2022. Uh, you know, maybe we've we've in Singapore we saw sort of move past COVID and everything. But there's still a war literally happening outside there, out in the world. Uh so if you want to hear a first-hand perspective of how conflict between two countries can really cause havoc for not only the two countries involved but the rest of the world do listen to the total defense podcast particularly the episode that features former singaporean actor ix shen who has a first-hand pov of the conflict in ukraine because i I know that he's one of the few singaporeans who's still living in ukraine and he's giving a lot of day-to-day updates about how life is like in ukraine which i've seen on his social media mm. and, and other platforms I'm sure you've heard some something about yeah, what yeah. his experience is
0: yeah, yeah yeah I
1: read the articles I've seen excerpts it's insane so to listen download the Camel Kaki's app then click on the link in the description below and you'll find that podcast and many other interesting podcasts right there and now on to the Yalabad podcast
0: Ah up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, ba, 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 ba. your Thrice Weekly Podcast, where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Yeah. Good old humor, man. Good old yeah. humor. Um, Welcome and to Friday. Friday, man. It's fucking mm. Friday. <laughs> it's yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's... I mean, we might as well let our listeners know what's going to be happening over the next few weeks. Lah. Uh,
1: Yes, uh, but maybe I uh, can just give a quick plug first because it's something oh, okay, I'm super sure. excited about, which is sure. actually our just newly launched uh accompaniment newsletter to Yalabad called... What was, was I called? supposed
0: Harish? to say? Eh, allow I... hey, well,
1: it. Yeah, I think, spontaneous a bit, was... la. Okay. <laughs> Spontaneous <laughs> a bit lah. Stop looking at your phone okay, okay. and concentrate lah. Okay, try, called... try one more time. Just okay, our Try news... Only. Yeah, sorry, one more time. Eh? And the newsletter yeah. is called... <laughs> just Try Only. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, we. you want to talk a little bit? You want to just tell people what this newsletter is about?
0: Yeah, I mean, we have mentioned on this podcast before that we have been planning a newsletter to start uh, mm. to engage more with our listeners and also to kind of let people uh, engage with the stuff we talk about the stuff we share in a format that's not a podcast that is more mm, shareable mm. Um, so yeah. essentially the format we have we have come up with is something where first there will be one section where it's the hottest topic from that past week of podcast mm, um, mm. and and the next section will be articles that linked link to two different sides of it uh, in keeping mm. with the name Yalabad, where we want to entertain dangerous ideas, dangerous perspectives, um, mm. and also the reasons why Terence and I wanted to speak about the topic as well as mm-hmm. some context for whatever links we share.
1: Yeah. and well, then that's such it, a lengthy, lengthy introduction. <laughs> okay. Can I just summarize it? Yeah, okay. It's okay. one topic, one topic, two perspectives, and all the shook things. That's what ah, it, that's what a newsletter is. Uh, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> I give I give the open ended answer. La, the open ended uh, answer. You give the you give the parliamentary <laughs> answer. The parliamentary answer to the question. La. <laughs> the one with the speech. Yeah. So okay, mm. yeah. So it's actually one
0: hot topic, two no one topic, two hot takes, and all the show things.
1: Yes. From the past right. week. Yeah. Yeah. And all uh, unintrusively in your inbox. Only when you want to open and read it, you know, take your time, you know, just subscribe. It goes to straight to your inbox every week. Uh, we won't bug you about it. And, you know, you read it when you want to read it, right?
0: Yeah. And if, you, yeah. if you've always been listening and when we hear the one-show thing, you're like, okay, I got to remember that. And then go to the episode description and click. Uh, don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. You subscribe, you'll get it all in your inbox that you can easily share mm-hmm. with other people as well.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. So, cool. so the link. Wait. So maybe, maybe also, why the name "Just Try Only," Terence?
1: Uh yeah. I think because our, you know, like we mentioned, like Harish mentioned, our podcast is about entertaining dangerous ideas in your head, uh, entertaining different perspectives in your head, which we've realized is not an easy thing. But as as in the same spirit of our podcast, we always encourage people to just try only, right? Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. You want to build any
0: anything on that? And, and we were also thinking of names. At first, there was stuff like unthinkable or mm. or, or different brain or alternate brain. And then we realized, you hey, know, those names of newsletters just sound like it could come out from NPR or come out from the UK or the US or somewhere outside of mm-hmm. Singapore. But mm. I mean, we've really grown to love uh, the Yalabad brand. Um, mm. And we have heard a lot of good things about it as well. So so And we're also super proud of being Singaporean. La. So that's mm. why it's a, it's a hint of Singlish but also grammatically correct. So anyone outside, no, not grammatically correct, using non-Singlish words, like actual English words, you know, like but mm. is still a laugh. But hopefully this newsletter grows yeah. beyond, beyond just our listener base, which would be fucking awesome. So we are super excited, like, super excited. Yeah.
1: And and we yeah. are super it open to like, It should be, it should be, because, yeah. I think the idea is is that, you know, regardless of whether you're, you listen to a podcast or not, there, this these are the news topics that people are talking about, and these are the different perspectives you can take you you can understand about it. So you know in this world where news media is so polarized and you don't know who to believe anymore, why not just listen to both sides and then come to your own opinion right? yeah, exactly and um yeah, yeah. the link is
0: in the the description to sign up uh, and mm. yeah we' we're we excited and we're super open to feedback as well because we launched the mm. first mm. version. We do expect it to evolve and grow based on whatever ideas that we we hear from you guys or that we think of. So just let us know, man. Let
1: us know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Now we yeah. can then we can start going to your I know you can't wait to talk about your wedding, your wedding schedule no. the upcoming week. That's what no. That's why I had to cut you off and like, okay, let's, let's do the get that out of <laughs> the way first. No, it's
0: not gonna be about my wedding. La. Uh, it's going oh, to be okay, the okay. consequences of me getting married in the sense that uh, mm-hmm. I won't be, uh, I mean, we will take, uh, we, we're not going to go on a cold break with no episodes as well. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have two episodes next week, two episodes the following week, and then after that when Terence and I are away, another two episodes. So we're going to yeah. try a few different formats. We're not going to say what yet, um, mm-hmm. but you will mm-hmm. still have your, your weekly dose of Yalabad lah.
1: Mm, yes yes okay we'll keep the formats a bit of a secret as to what what they are la. then it'll be like uh it'll be like um the advent calendar for christmas like you never know what you're gonna get when you open up the yeah what exactly. your uh, podcast is that day like right yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's
0: three weeks of the Yalabat Christmas. bud mm, christmas mm, mm, that's right that's yeah. right uh, and that's cool, because yeah. you're,
1: you're you're getting married uh and then you'll be traveling and i'll also be traveling for a bit uh, mm. but yeah we don't want to leave people on the lurch with nothing to listen to because I think everyone's posting about their Spotify wrapped right now. Mm. And uh, the the numbers are quite staggering in terms of the amount of time that people have spent listening to our podcast uh, and we don't want to stop that momentum.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the thousands, line in the thousands, which is which is so heartening to see. La.
1: Correct. So There was someone who even someone who even was listening to all our past episodes and if you mm. average it out, they listen to more than one episode a day this year.
0: And we're not even we're not
1: even yeah we're not even in December yet so we've already completed like three hundred wow. if I completed it correctly it's three hundred sixty six hours of content this year alone yeah wow nice nice mm. okay so cool. more than one one hour a day uh, kind of crazy right yeah yeah okay cool but yes a- we can. Yeah. Jump right into <laughs> can, our first topic, really. We can really. finally
0: yeah. jump into... This is where, you know, before we jump into the pool, we were just, you know, disrobing slowly and sensually. Mm. Like. Mm.
1: So now we're ready uh, to jump into the pool. The long, hot shower, you know, before <laughs> you jump into the pool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, exactly. anyway. Yes. Yes. Um, so, the
0: first topic. Uh, the first topic is... The, it's something that we have spoken about before, but with a little, slightly different context. It is mm. uh, the mm. context of FTX and the whole meltdown. Yes. But more specifically, what DPM Lawrence Wong said uh, about FTX and about Temasek's uh, faux pas in investing in FTX. Mm, um, that's right. And and I mean, um, what, what, exactly, I mean, some of the things he said we'll unpack a lot, but it was generally that Temasek suffered reputational damage, which he admits uh, they're conducting mm. an internal review, but Mm. In a rare, almost criticism, uh, he did say that the fact that there are other notable VCs like Sequoia Capital, uh, having invested in FTX does not mitigate Tommasic. Mm. Um, I, I think I do sure yeah, I think yeah. there's been some some narrative previously where, oh, you know, this is part of the investment game. Uh, mm. it wasn't just Tommasic, it was these globally world famous investment funds that made the same mistake, so so mm. yeah
1: yeah yeah that's right yeah but but what made you want to talk about this eh? um i think we we had this coming you know ftx collapse and uh you're, you're feeling you're you really seeing that the crypto winter has really settled right we're in the crypto winter and everything uh and uh, i think we've been talking about has your confidence in in this whole space, you know, whether it's blockchain or, or crypto or what, has it been shattered a little bit like, right? Mm. I mean and uh, I think for most people, a lot of people that we talk to, it definitely has. Uh, but, you know, I think one thing is that the Masek and has constant con has been basically holding the fort with the same poker face like, right? Saying that this is part of the nature of investment and, you know, it's such a small part of our portfolio, blah, blah, blah um so now you are now you you can put a face to it lawrence wong himself coming forward to to talk about uh, this issue in parliament right, and and making mm. a statement about it so mm. I, I think that's where it's worth dissecting how the messaging is coming across and how convinced uh, people are by the arguments uh but for you what, what do you find interesting about this topic
0: um because a few days ago, I did read news that there was going to be an internal committee, uh, commission mm-hmm. to investigate the supposed due diligence that the Masik did, la. Um, and mm-hmm. honestly, when I saw that thing, I was like, I mean, this is just okay, like You set up committee, you know, um, uh, it just feels like okay, it's it's going through the motion, la. Um, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. my context is already like, uh, the the whole investment VC game, it does come with risk, la. Um, mm. It just doesn't help that Temasek being um, the, the entity that it is and the amount of 200 plus million is fucking huge. But it is true that if you look at VCs in general, the more mm. important thing is the rate of return over a bunch of investments like every year. And I mm. think Temasek has been pretty decent. Um, but but hearing the DPM say that in parliament, uh, mm. I thought, okay, that's, a, that's fresh. That is fresh, fresh
1: in a positive way, or what?
0: oh yeah, yeah, fresh in a positive way. Fresh in a positive mm. way. Um, in the sense okay. that it made me feel a bit more okay, Like, uh, they are not shying away from it being like, it's not just oh yeah, investment you lose money, uh, you win some, you lose some, lah. You know, it's more important you win mm. more than you lose. And you're like, no, uh, for a sovereign fund, you can't just say it like that, lah. You know. So that uh, was what I oh, found so you're fresh. saying that
1: that you're saying that uh it's good that they are actually talking more about it than just let, letting Tommasek just uh wave it off la yeah it? yeah 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 uh okay 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 but what about I for think, you i see yeah no yeah yeah i was gonna say that actually uh i do i i um uh, maybe my my take on it isn't that positive in the sense that i've i i felt that Lawrence wong uh, has a, exacerbated the problem of making it sound like uh you know it, uh, everything's just been trying they're trying to sweep everything under the rug la, You know? Mm. Uh so my my take on it is actually I think he didn't uh, that, I think he and whoever's in charge of all the comms of this, they're not doing a very good job la, in terms of Oh uh, yeah, the messaging and communication of everything that's going on here. La. Why, uh, yeah, why 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 why? Uh I mean uh if you if you ask me about it. And I come from a background where, you know, I I've worked uh, in my early in my career I worked in, in finance, I worked in investment banks, I worked in I worked as an analyst at like, the lowest level of it. Which means that I was the one doing a lot of the groundwork when it comes to stuff like due diligence. So to be specific, um, the 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 realm of investment banking I was in. I wasn't working in like the trading or anything like that, you know, like trading floors that like you see in movies and you know? all. I was really working on the corporate finance or, or corporate uh, mergers and acquisition side of things. Uh, where, you know, whenever a company wanted to buy another company or invest money in another company, they would have to do a lot of research and due diligence and all these things. And that's when they would hire an investment bank to come in and, and do a lot of that. Like looking through the financials, looking at the, the you know, all the, the paper trail, the documents that a company has and, and trying to ascertain that whatever value you are paying for the company is worth that money. Uh. Yeah, so with yeah. that context of what due diligence is, and uh, everything that Temasek has said so far, oh, we conducted eight months of due diligence before investing in this. Almost like they're holding it like a, they were holding it like a badge of honor, like they did their hard work, and you, know, you can't blame them that they cannot corner. Um, mm. that, that, that's where I, I felt I, I feel very unconvinced by just people just trying to say, oh, you know, yeah, it's just a, it's just a, it was just a bad investment, because. Eight months is a lot of time for finance professionals to do due diligence, uh, You know, a lot of uh, mm. smaller deals with small for smaller amounts of money have have uh, have done. They they've done with even longer periods of due diligence, like uh, you know. Um, and so all that aside, of like, so I I'm I'm not super convinced that this is something that um, even within the the itself that they will just say, oh yeah, this is part of. This is part of uh, investment. You lose money and you move on. I think they themselves are very, are probably like uh, trying to uncover like how how the due diligence process failed so badly, like, You know, because it's not a matter of like a bad investment. This is literally uh, it feels almost like, um, uh, they were they, they there's corporate governance issues like within FTX. There were very mm-hmm. severe corporate governance issues. So it's not just about oh, it's a risky investment. That's like, but it's literally about like how come the paperwork wasn't set properly and, and that, that, you know, these, these people were doing all these strange things with their different entities and there had to be a paper trail and somehow someone didn't dig up that paper trail, like, you know? So within mm. Temasek, I think there's an inquisition going on. Fine, you know, do it there. But then I think the other the other aspect of this, which I think uh, uh was a bit lacking in Lawrence Wong's speech, huh, is that you think about the economic situation that, 90%, ninety percent, ninety five percent of the Singapore population is facing now. We are on the cusp of raising GST, super inflationary environment, economic recession about to hit, war in Russia uh, war in Ukraine doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Tensions in China, tensions in, in the Middle East and everything. Um you know, so it's not a time to be hearing that, oh yeah, it's just two hundred seventy five million dollars is nothing is nothing for compared to what everything else the market is earning like, you know? Mm. Um on one hand, in parliament, you're trying to convince people that, that, oh, we, 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 you know, as government, we always do our due diligence. We know, remember, literally quoting Alvin Tan on our podcast, we don't just anyhow hantam, right? We don't just hantam the numbers. We really, we really sit there and think through the numbers and all that. On so, one hand, you're hearing that. On the other hand, you're hearing, oh, you know, yeah, we did eight months due diligence, but yeah, you we're know, we cannot we con. And uh, yeah, that's just the nature of investment. So, so it's just, um, I feel that that messaging doesn't, doesn't jive with uh, everything else that they're trying to tell people about, uh, about you know the the economy and all that, lah.
0: So that means what you're what you're saying is that, uh but okay. So how would it be different if he didn't say what he said and everything else is happening, uh, as is because like what you said, it uh, given that the Maseks, you know, want they one of their main core things they do is to invest and make money, And like you can assume mm. that given they manage I think four hundred plus billion. This two hundred million—it's—it's yeah. it's not small. It's still significant, and they also would want to do a better job going forward. So let's give them mm. the benefit of the doubt that they're going like really hardcore review, right? So yeah. by Lawrence Wong not saying what he said, uh, mm. how how would that, how would that be different? Or do you think he should have been like the the discipline master, like what the fuck went down with this shit,
1: man? Yeah. So I think uh, uh, let's let's avoid. Giving very binary options for what Lawrence Wong can do. Like he can mm. he can say something or he can d- don't say anything. Right. Mm. There's somewhere in between where he can still say something, but it doesn't need to sound so dismissive of the 275 million investment. Huh? Mm. I think the my issue with it right now is that it sounds he's almost uh, just parroting what Tomasek has been trying to say is that, oh, it's just a small, it's just a small blip of our money, our, our, of our total investment returns and everything, that huh? you know? And mm. I think that's where it's rubbing people the wrong way in the larger context of what we're, what messaging the government and is trying to give the Singaporeans about the raising GST and, and inflationary pressures and everything like, you know? um. Mm. So if you ask me, if, if you, if you put, if I was put in, in, uh, okay, not, not Lawrence Wong, but let's say I was put in the Temasek's PR shoes like, right? Uh, mm. Firstly, you know, like holding up the eight months of due diligence like a badge of honor makes you, it's a, it's a, it has become a punchline. Uh. I think people are laughing. A lot of people are making jokes about it. Uh. Like eight months of paying people high salaries to do this kind of due diligence. And it's not just people within Tamasic. They probably have engaged experts elsewhere. They've engaged lawyers, everything. I think the truth is every one of those people involved in that due diligence team needs to, needs to they need to look at what happened, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there probably is an inquisition happening. So, that's one, one aspect of it. The second aspect is to I mean even words like, oh, you know, our I think they, they said that the the that their, their trust or their faith in the FTX management appears to be misplaced, you know? Mm. Um so just the the choice of wording that they used to use is almost like making it still trying to make it sound like they oh like they were just bamboozled and they were and and they were doing everything right and they were following, you know, all the professionals doing what they're doing and it just happened that this happened. This this was a bad investment to them, you know, as mm. opposed to just having a much more like yeah we 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 take this whole thing very seriously. It's not it's not a it wasn't a it was a it's a very bad stain on our thing, and yeah we're gonna do everything to investigate more. And uh, not not saying there needs to be a committee of inquiry, but it, it it just not sounding like you're trying so hard to just say hey, oh you know look it's zero point zero one or zero point zero nine percent of our of our portfolio and nothing more, you know, and mm. and. It, the the more they bring up, try to bring up these numbers, the more I think that they are, uh, digging this hole of like uh, sounding really complacent and really like uh, oh you all, you all you, plebeians you minions you all don't know anything about finance. Please don't think about it so much. You know it's very it's a nothing to us. That's what it sounds like to to people Uh
0: Yeah, so I mean like uh, listening to Lawrence Wong, overall I think right from the start of FTX. The it has been a bit soft-handed la. I won't I won't deny that la. From mm-hmm. the media in Singapore, from even people like Ho Ching, um, mm. and for Lawrence Wong, it was um a, a bit bit soft. But I think it's less soft than I would have expected. The can of um, soft
1: when you say it's soft in the sense like
0: the fact like uh, the the fact that everything that I've been reading and all has been that rhetoric, like, which is, oh, it's an investment thing, you know, in the broader scheme of things, Temasek is still doing better. And it always felt mm. like they were kind of absolving themselves of responsibility. Like. And even though I said just now, like, um, mm-hmm. the whole investment thing, that's the way of the game. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, There is mm. there is some truth to that, but I don't agree with it and I'll explain why in a bit. But, it's mm. been soft so far. So, even by Lawrence Wong saying that, that one statement that it does not mitigate Temasek to me, was something mm. that I had not heard up to this point. Not saying mm.
1: that it is, it is. Uh, it does not uh, mitigate the uh It does not mitigate the masiks, uh, loss. Um, like you're saying.
0: Yeah, loss, loss. Yeah. Okay. And why I, I, I still think it is fresh and surprising because I wasn't expecting that based on everything else leading up to that. Could it have okay. been more stern? Could it have been more, uh, uh, how you say uh, more acknowledgement that okay, this there is a huge impact. There mm, is mm, a mm. huge impact and and just some, how you say, uh, some almost some dignity for the people who got screwed over. La. And I mm. say that with context. Because just mm. now, as you were talking about what it must feel like for a week or two after this whole shit hit the fan uh, mm. to hear mm. the leaders of your country speak that way. La. And mm. I mean, we have mentioned in the past that we were impacted significantly by uh, mm. the liquidation of a company, which mm. at some point we will talk about. But the one mm. thing we heard quite a few times from the higher-ups that were involved was like, that is the nature of business. Mm. And even hearing and saying that is making, me my, making my blood boil. Mm. Um, mm. You and I were on multiple calls where they said that. And we we're like, mm. what do you mean is the nature of business? How can mm. you operate a company with like $100 million like, of liability and, and just carry on with, with like no restructuring or anything? Um. Mm-hmm. So, so and so and so, is, and so true and so and so
1: carelessly just pull the plug on it, and then subsequently say that that's just the nature of business, like Not honoring contracts and everything, like Right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. So so mm. as you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, it was bringing up memories of that, and wow, it's it's a uh, not it's a horrible feeling, la. So in this case, um, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that whatever committee they review, whatever that is, going to be presented, uh, mm. it's not going to just be swept under the carpet, um. So, yeah, like as you were talking, like, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's true. Like, it, it, even now rethinking what Lawrence Wong was saying, it does sound a bit like, you know, that kind of like where someone feels bad, yes, but do mm. they really make yeah. you feel like, okay, like someone has hurt me. Like? Yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah, you know, mm. to, to me, it's, uh, she's he, not saying anything wrong. It's just maybe the timing and and the way it's being delivered that is wrong, you know. Where mm. it feels like where where where's even the where's even his mind being open to a hey, was there any fuck up in the diligence process that 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 I even mean, even the hint or maybe something someone, uh, overlooking a, a very important process in due diligence, like, right? You know. Mm-hmm. uh was there something you you he couldn't have they couldn't have possibly completed investigations in just these short two weeks really but within these two weeks yeah. really they've all coming out guns are blazing trying to say that oh it's not it's not a big deal to ma- to, to let's just move on you know everyone let's stop let's stop talking about it which i think is the part that's rubbing everyone the wrong way again like i said in this larger context of of uh them claiming that oh you know we've looked at all the numbers we don't just any our numbers for gst we don't just we think about the economy long term and all these things uh, but then when it comes to you know uh, multi hundreds of millions of dollars invested in this company that seems to be run by people under 30 who are staying in the penthouse in the Bahamas and having relationships with each other and transferring customer money around and using it to do various things <laughs> when the due diligence for that came around like it's like oh it's it, you know you can it sounds like it sounds like it's like almost anyhow that, you know so, so uh, actually, that's why it's like uh, uh,
0: um, strange. Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, the, the one good point you brought up in your earlier spiel was also mm. that this is not just a case of a business that was run well that for whatever reason failed. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, there's been no mention, no hint of what the truth was behind FTX. La. And mm. Mm. it's almost relevant because um, there's an issue in the West now Uh, Which is also coming to light, where a lot of the mainstream media, so New York Times, Washington Post, uh, Mm. Vox, are being called out for being too soft on SBF, Sam Bankman Fried, the founder Mm. of, uh, the prodigal founder of FTX. And Mm. what they're being called out for is that the way they are phrasing or portraying him is that he was, you know, effective, altruist, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and he had the right ambition, but it went down in flames. Mm And that is being called out because there is more and more evidence that the way the company was run was fucked up, um, mm, and right. just just on a very high level, right? What what it seems to be the case is FTX was taking all the money invested by uh, the retail investors and using mm. it to buy companies, using it to um, to trade and uh, 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 like cover the losses of their sister company, Almeida Research. And it's yeah. all things that you cannot do in financial firms. And the the new CEO who just came in to kind of like uh, turn things Still around. Leadership. His name is John. Yeah. He, yeah, his name is John Ray the Third. Yeah. I mean, on a side note, right? Fucking hell! I think I'm gonna name my my as name Harish the Second. It just feels so cool.
1: Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like it's, this, just to feed your own ego, and you know? as your friend, of I have to tell you, please don't, please don't. Of yeah. course,
0: yeah. Yeah. to of you it sounds
1: cool. <laughs> I tell you, your son will suffer for it. You know? Yeah, but your kid will suffer He'll for it. You'll be like,
0: oh, "Ah, yeah. shit! I have to be second I start off already. I'm second. Um, okay. Yeah. But on a on a separate note, uh, so <laughs> he he said, and I quote, "Never in my career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy financial information." as I have mm. here. Mm. Uh, mm. and they have more than one million creditors no? That yeah. just means that the company owes more than one million individuals or organizations. I mean most of them are like um users, like the retail users. Mm. So yeah, it's true like what you say, there's no there's no acknowledgement of that. Because if you say that it's just an investment that that went liquid, uh there are a lot of wonderful companies that unfortunately went liquid for a whole bunch of different reasons. Like.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, but this one,
1: it was badly run. Yeah. So, when I hear Lawrence Wong sort of parroting what Tamasic is saying, it just has this feeling of it's, it's like almost like he's trying to cover up for his, the you know, elite high finance buddies working in like, you know, like get some heat off them and, and things like that. Ooh, that's Whereas, a, that's a, he seems like, you must say, he seems, seems la, It he sounds, seems, like, it, it sounds seems. like it. It sounds like it. Because, you know, if any if anyone is, is going to stand for the people and, and ask questions or not, it really needs to be someone higher up in the government and all that as well, right? So, mm-hmm. when, when it's so quickly, again, like I mentioned again, like the investigations into the processes for this whole thing need to take more than two weeks uh, and, and for, you know, for for Lawrence Wong to so quickly almost I like say like, yeah, it's, just part, it's just part and parcel of the whole thing. Of course, he, he said there's an internal review, but like I said, like, it just doesn't sound like they themselves want to believe that there was any fuck up in the diligence process, like, right? It's like they just want to try and sweep it under the carpet like that. Lo. So it, it, that's where I'm like, mm, uh, you know, I, I think it's very clear to me, like even if there's, yeah, like, really like, yeah, like it's an investment. Uh, yeah, there was some oversight, uh, there was something that, that was missed out on the due diligence process, but it was not, you know, not criminal, nothing, like, you know, completely just the nature of business and all that. But there needs to mm. be just some contrition in terms of like, uh, okay, let's really dig into it and find out what happened before we come out and say that, mm. yeah, it was, that's just how it was. Whereas they are, I feel mm-hmm. like they're just jumping to the angle of that's just how it was and let's let's move on, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like the, just to add on to what I was saying earlier, which I mean, also hints at the poor corporate governance that you just mentioned, right, is mm. the, the reason why the mainstream media in the West are being called out is because SBF has, has donated a shit ton of money to, to entities like, uh, uh not the New York Times, but some others like, I mean, he's uh, funded,
1: funded the democratic yeah. campaigns, uh, right? Exactly, uh, he was yeah. one of the
0: th- biggest donors of the Democrats, and all yeah. the publications that are publishing very, are like, pieces that are soft are all left-leaning. Mm. So, so it just feels like there's, yeah, there's a lot more to it, and it's not just that the company went, uh, went down, it was, what the hell was happening before then? Mm. Yeah, and so,
1: guessing, yeah, yeah, let's, online, let's be very clear, I think, no, we need to be yeah. very clear. We're not espousing that there's any conspiracy theory behind why people are trying to protect FTX and all that. All right,
0: yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And we're just saying that 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 it was it was a very bad investment and everything. But I think the what we're saying is like yeah The the messaging, the 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 you know, just really trying to better understand what really went on behind the scenes. That all that that whole process hasn't happened yet, and it ha- you haven't given people a chance to even like come to their own opinion about it but it feels like uh the opinion of like oh yeah it's just a small investment it's a small blip in the, in the whole thing it feels like that opinion is being shoved down people's throats huh? mm, 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 mm.
0: and i'm guessing yeah. online yeah. also um online also the chatter is probably like uh, a a lot more like they they don't buy it like is it from what you've seen
1: uh i mean uh, yeah on, but you know online is a very it's a very uh skewed representation Polarized. of, of yeah, yeah, and 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 so I I also take it with a pinch of salt, but I think the what what I find interesting about online discussions is philosophically, like like trying to understand. Um, you know, I think everyone gets the point about it's just a, it's just a small amount compared to what the amount of the the intermassic portfolio and everything, but people are trying to explain why why uh, there is justified outrage or justified. Uh, you know, uh, not not justify anger about it, lah, Right, you know, mm. uh, and it's not just as simple as just, oh yeah, this is this is part of the nature of investment, and and you know, you win some, you lose some, lah. Yeah. Mm. So, right. so yeah. I mean,
0: there's was there anything I I couldn't uh find anything that talked about whether or not the 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 results of the internal review will be shared publicly. No, right. There's nothing, right.
1: Yeah. If it's an internal review, I don't think it will necessarily be shared publicly. Lah. Yeah. Mm. So, so that's where. I mean, we, 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 I we hope, might never know. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, there were a few questions fielded
0: by Pritam uh, in parliament about this specifically. So that's where we need the opposition to to keep, to keep poking, man. To keep poking. Mm. Mm.
1: Okay. To keep yeah. poking. Uh, to keep poking. Yeah. Do your thing, man. Leong Manuel? <laughs> yeah and i think uh yeah it it will't help also for individual members of the public also to be to be asking questions lah, about about these things Yeah, especially if you are affected also, solar right I mean, uh, really yeah i think singapore's world. Singapore's stance on on crypto is quite clear right they do't encourage retail investors to to put money in crypto and all uh so yeah, yeah. but but it's 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 just strange when you see like the domestic uh, the itself then then goes ahead and invests in like uh you know crypto a crypto exchange and everything like right uh and then and mm. people see that as a almost like a there there are there is a segment of the population who sees that as an endorsement of cryptola right if anything you can't deny that you know uh and then yeah you know, it's just it's just it's that kind of thing where, where like yeah you, know, you encourage people not to gamble, but you also build casino in 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 singapore <laughs> not not it's not the same analogy. But um, but that's why there are a lot of safeguards in place to to you know to to prevent people from just willingly entering casinos and 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 you know dumping their life savings in the jackpot table and a jackpot and all that right. So I guess now like um we
0: we just have to have to wait and see right. But the one thing I mm. would encourage people is that we'll put a few links in the in the show notes. Is just look at what's unfolding in the West uh, about. S B F and F T X like because it was a f- a friend uh, of ours that told us that yo there's there's stuff blowing up on Twitter like maybe a week and a half ago where uh, mm. the whole conversation there was very different from what you would see uh, amidst like the the New York Post and Voxes and all. Then when mm. I was researching today, I was like, oh shit, yeah, there's there's almost like two divergent paths, and mm. you can check out some of the links below about the the what what the context of F T X in terms of media mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: Cool. 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 But uh, speaking from... Uh, I mean, since we're talking on the message of messaging and what, whether it could be done better or whatever. The next one is a, mm. is a banger also. It's a, it's a very interesting one as well. You know, uh, but, but this one, we have to go all the way to Hollywood. Lah. What is this topic? Yeah. Um, It is Will Smith's uh, recent appearance
0: on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, where he... Hmm talked about his latest movie, Emancipation, which came out, I think, a few few days ago. Uh, but mm. in the middle of the interview for like five minutes, he and Trevor Noah uh, also discussed that eventful light night at the Oscars where he went on stage to slap Chris Rock. Um, mm. That's right. And, and I think the opinion is divided about the stuff that Will Smith said and, and the stuff that Trevor Noah asked him about and just basically the stuff they talked about. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. So so I mean, maybe maybe if you if you haven't seen the interview uh, or whatnot, I'll just give a, a lowdown of what, what he said, lah. So essentially, mm. um l- like Trevor Noah just just uh smoothly went into the topic saying, Okay, you know, uh it's great to see a movie coming out, you've been away, uh, but but like I can't imagine what it's been for you for the past few years, lah, and then mm. It went, uh, basically, w- Will Smith, uh, the general stance was that he was, he started off by saying, you know, like, uh, the one thing he learned is that you never know what someone's going through. Uh, mm. He looked at the audience and he said, you know, like, someone in the audience, maybe your loved one just died, uh, you're having issues with your spouse, you you never, you never know. And that night, um, there was a lot going through him, uh, going mm. through in his mind, and he just lost it. I think he was quoted mm. as saying he lost it. Um, and after that he talked about, you know, compassion, the, the, how it impacted his life, how, uh, he had his nephew just asked him, you know, like who stayed up to watch a nine-year-old nephew who said, oh, dad, uh, uncle, why do you hit that man or something? And then he just mm. talks about how, what happened? Like, and then Trevor Noah was saying, basically that was not the person I know, you know, uh, what you did was fucked up. I love Chris Rock. I mm. love you, but I know that's not you. And then, mm-hmm. generally they went about, about that like, for like five to six minutes and the audience was very warm. The audience was very mm-hmm. warm to Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did, I, did I miss out anything that caught your eye or your ears?
1: I think Will Smith said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, the hardest thing so far has been learning to forgive himself as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in this whole process, like, like realizing that he's not perfect and he, does, he makes mistakes as well. Yeah. So yeah. uh, it was, yeah, and, and, and you know, this coming off the back of the fact that Trevor Noah also is ending his run on The Daily Show, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. it's, it's it's it felt like a very bittersweet moment for, for both of them, right? big very big stars yeah. in their own right, right?
0: I mean, Will Smith did also say that um, just knowing that for that night, he potentially took away the attention from other actors and other actresses and other directors and writers, uh mm. guts him uh especially yeah. the, the yeah. emancipation team right now that he's working yeah. with but if i would ask you what do you what's your how do you feel about his response
1: uh? um through man just the, yeah no justice for Chris Rock man no justice for Chris Rock that's how I feel about it la. like like no at no point in the interview was it asked about there, was there any, like, apology uh, redirected to Chris Rock again, or or was there any mention of how, you know, Chris Rock might be feeling about it at this point and things like that? Um, and then and, and just almost like, they, they, it felt very much like uh, Will Smith was being painted as the victim of, of, of that circumstance, uh, which is damn strange because mm-hmm. he was I mean, he was the aggressor, uh, he's the bully, he was the violent one there, you know? So I, I don't know in what instance where you, you do something violent to someone else and then you you, you go on a tour where we talk about how how bad you feel about it. Right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it just it just still felt very strange for me. And 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 I just want to be able to love Will Smith again and all that. Uh because I'm you know, since Fresh Prince Days I'm such a huge fan and all, but it's so difficult, uh, it's so difficult to feel to feel like this guy really has feels really bad for what he did, lah. Yeah. So
0: so basically, that's the what's the TLDR of your spiel? Now I feel like how you felt at the start of this. When uh, you can you sum up what you felt, or should I just yes. sum up what I felt?
1: Sum <laughs> up what you, you sum up what you feel because I feel very <laughs> yeah, it's very in in conflicted about it, lah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just uh feel even more annoyed now. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because, I mean, yeah, okay, Will Smith, it's probably been a traumatic two years, but the fact that he said, you know, you never know what someone is going through. Two years,
1: it's not two years, all right. It's just earlier this year. year. Earlier this year only. Correct, correct, earlier
0: this year. Oh, yeah, earlier this year, earlier this year. So, Mm. you know, even that one statement he said, you never know what someone is going through, it's in direct reference to himself, right? And Mm. maybe people in the audience. But what about Chris? What if something, yeah, so along the lines of what you said, there was... No mention of Chris Rock apart from Trevor Noah said, you know, I, I love you, I, I love Chris, he's my friend, you're my friend. Mm. Apart yeah. from that, Will Smith never said anything. And the same statement he said about you never know what is going what someone is going through, what about Chris? What about he mm. has uh what what about what he has had to go through? Lah? So that was mm. one thing and I don't know, like it just felt like it was still a performance. Because when he's telling mm. the story, he's really very charismatic, right? So he comes mm. in already, there's a round of applause talking about his movie, and he feels like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, are we not going to just, we're just going to go back to normal. Mm, um, mm. Uh, and, and you know, like, when he was telling Trevor Noah the story, he would look at the audience and yeah. then look at Trevor Noah and just very yeah. performative. La, and
1: it's just yeah. so fucking so, annoying. Uh, so it's a million dollar, so dollar I, question. that, uh, Before you you come to your conclusion on that. Is it was it Trevor Noah's fault as of uh, his poor performance as an interviewer that that that's why we are here today? Where we are like, uh, we're still not, we're no, still not w- over what Will Smith did. I, I I wanted to talk about that also
0: because okay. I mean, you know, like uh, because like uh, even the interviews we have done in the past, um, mm, mm, we have mm. taken different approaches, right? You know, even when we got Xia mm. on, or more recently, the two politicians from the PAP. Um, mm. there were comments that, oh, you know, what is, why are we not pushing them in a corner and why are we not doing mm. this? And mm. it, I have been thinking about it a lot. Okay. What is our role mm. as an interviewer? Uh, mm. is it about finding out who the person is, what, and not, not judging them. La. Uh, so mm-hmm. when I watch this, I do feel Trevor Noah, the questions he asked was a bit too forgiving. La. Mm.
1: What, but what you if said? his, yeah. So what if his intention was to I'm gonna focus on Will Smith as a person. I'm not I'm not here to yeah. extract an apology out of him for Chris Rock because I think he can do that in his own time. But it's my show yeah. and I decide I decided I, I want to focus on Will Smith because uh, the truth is Will Smith has had many fans like myself who are who are confused about who this person really is, really, right? And mm-hmm. then and and that that's what he wants to focus on. Maybe there was even a, a mention of let's not Directly reference Chris Rock because it's so, such a raw, it's so much raw emotion yeah. there in his relation, his private relationship with Chris that I don't want to, I, I don't, let's try not to talk about it. Like maybe there was that discussion beforehand. In that case, would that, would yeah. that absolve, uh, in your mind, like, would it absolve Trevor Noah of, of, of uh, the, the responsibility of like pushing further?
0: Actually, I mean, I honestly don't know because even now, right, you ask me, I'm like, what, was Trevor Noah too forgiving? But then I've also been in a situation where people have said that, oh, we are like, we are too, we are not pushing people in the corner. Then I'm like, oh shit. Mm. Uh, it's tricky like It's tricky. And But the one thing is that Will Smith literally assaulted someone else. Sure, mm. if we bring a politician mm. who is championing for a cause that maybe a lot of people don't disagree with. Mm. Is that like like as clear cut as assaulting
1: someone else mm-hmm. I think one so, you're saying it's almost a criminal action right? Versus yeah. Versus like someone's uh, a matter of their opinion or 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 yeah, the work they they do they do right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah.
1: like like if you if I were to ask you the the same question like what what
0: do you think Trevor Noah was responsible for this or because you said right now you are kind of still conflicted, which in some way means you're thinking about it, which in some way means that the interviewer was thought-provoking like it wasn't binary, right? Mm, mm, yeah.
1: So, so then, you know, in the sense that, yeah, I think I do want, yeah, I, I do want to 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 see that there's there is real growth in uh, Will Smith and that there is real, uh, like he really feels bad about what happened and all. Uh. But mm. yeah, but, but like what you said, that, like, maybe because what he did is so clearly wrong, and he's so clearly in the wrong, and he so clearly is the one that needs to apologize and all that, like right, the fact that the apology hasn't been that clear-cut, and that the interviewer didn't talk about it like in such a clear-cut way, right, uh, that, that mm. you know, it felt like they were just skirting around the issue, that what he did was really fucking bad,, like, right. Um, yeah, that's where, that's where there's something lacking. Like, and, and I'm not trying to defend uh, ourselves against what people are criticized about us. Because yes, I, I mean, I, I definitely do feel sometimes, you know, even, even the way we do interviews, Every after every, every interview, we think about, okay, well, how could we have done it better and all that, right? But it's mm. not as clear cut when, when you're talking to someone and, and trying to understand better, trying to understand how they think. Uh, and then also, at the same time, you also want to try and uh, question a little bit about the, 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 the thought process behind things, right? So so that one yeah. is, there's a little bit of understanding how what the feel is in the room and and you know the where where things are at, what, what certain things you can or can't talk about and all that kind of thing right so that one I I I I, I yeah I'm I'm still thinking about it but in this case yeah to me it just seems like mm. um like like Will Smith was given a chance again to to show that he's he's grown that he's learned as a human being but. I felt like he almost doesn't want to have to talk about it, lah. Like he's pushing it aside yeah. la, in some way. And yeah. Trevor Noah just sort of uh it, it's not it's not good for Will Smith, like when Trevor Noah doesn't doesn't probe further about it, la, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you think about it la. like let's say next week I'm getting married, right? If I mm. just halfway I walk up to you and I slap you in the face, right? Mm. Then two weeks later, I meet your family, I meet my family, I'm like you never know what someone's going through. Everyone is mean, shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What the yeah. hell are you talking about? You hit this guy at an yeah. event because another thing Trevor Noah said is that I think people don't realise that uh, when someone like Will Smith goes to the Oscars, it's almost like a, a just meeting up with friends because you know mm, everyone mm. already. You see them at yeah. multiple events. To the outside world, it's like, oh, it's a huge gala thing. But to Will Smith, it's like a house party. And you know, you mm. see people get drunk and act up at house parties. So, so then I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think you can use that excuse. <laughs> because
1: next <laughs> week, I'm going to Have you ever slapped anyone at a house party? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> exactly. And even like next week, right, I'm going to see my friends, my family. You could hypothesize that there might be other instances where, okay, I meet pockets of them together. Like, but if I were yeah. to slap someone next week, or if yeah. anyone were to slap someone else next week, we'll be like, whoa. What the hell has
1: happened? Yeah, yeah so Harish is here right. giving a preview of preview of what his wedding will be like. Yeah. There'll be a lot of like s- randomly slapping people, and then if after three... that, just like moving on, like nothing happened like that.
0: If two weeks after that, during a Yalabad podcast, like you hear Terrence say, "Um, so how have you been?" I'm like, you know what, that night I just lost it. I just lost <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but you never know what someone's going through. well oh, yeah. yeah, I can't even I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine that. So. Just watching this hmm. felt like, and I don't know, the crowd, it just feels like nothing happened. And it's almost like yeah. he went through a challenging time.
1: Yeah, like he was what the victim. What about yeah.
0: Chris Rock? Yeah, what about Chris yeah. Rock?
1: Yeah. Oh, so, like, I, mean, I cannot imagine if, like, if
0: Chris Rock watching you, this,
1: yeah. Yeah, if you were Trevor Noah, like what, what would you, how would you have made, made things better or different, you know? Hmm that like like what asked. you said like,
0: we we ask ourselves after our own interviews correct mm-hmm. um, I think I'' think yeah. even just asking have you have you spoken to Chris? you know, like yeah. have you heard from him like uh how how do you feel about what you acted like what do you think he went through um, yeah. and like is is there something like uh do you plan to reach out, do you plan to reconcile, or how are you addressing mm. that huge component of this whole fucking shit show? Lah? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You? Correct. No, yeah, see, I think I think the lack of empathy right now is very glaring to me. Yeah. There's this very mm. let's keep talking about how Will Smith felt about it about the situation and how he feels about it. It's a very self-absorbed kind of thing going on right now with Will Smith. Mm. And even mm. the previous, I think he did a previous, the, his previous um, apology video. It just, all of it just felt very self-absorbed. Even down to like the fact that he was drinking water from a, I think his, 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 his own son's like water, water company and all that like, right? So the whole yeah. thing just felt very rehearsed and very self-absorbed. Uh, same for this interview. It just felt very, mm self absorbed that okay fine you're promoting a movie, talking about it. But when it came to that that elephant in the room, again it was just about your perspective on things uh, as opposed to opposed to uh Chris Rock's uh. so uh, yeah, I you know the I think that's that's the thing uh, like um you know asking yeah like what you said exactly like trying to put trying to get Will Smith to think about being in Chris Rock's shoes and how that must feel. Because at the end of the day, it's not it's more than just being uh, about about the physical pain that Chris Rock feels. Like, you know, forever being known as the guy that got slapped by Will Smith on live TV. That's something that 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 will be in your Wikipedia entry as a as an individual forever, you know? Uh not yeah, that's right. maybe even might be even more notorious than than your, your stand up shows and everything like that, or your movies you've done and all. So that is like it has become an indelible part of your existence really, you know, like for Chris Rock. Is written into history as such. And so, is that a lasting image you want your kids, your family, all that, to see like, of you being slapped on stage by another person, like, right? Uh, and mm. so, th- there is it's more than just about a, a, a physical, or, or just a momentary embarrassment for Chris Rock, like, a physical pain or momentary embarrassment for Chris Rock. So, I, I think the fact that nobody talks about that, about about how how the lasting damage that would have on Chris Rock's Chris Rock's psyche and reputation, all that. So uh yeah the fact that Will Smith hasn't even touched any of that it's just like uh just feels weird. Lah, yeah. I uh, I hope
0: I hope Chris Rock is just storing up everything for this mother of uh, of all comedy specials that he's gonna do. Because I yeah. think he did mention that he will talk about it at some point. Lah. So, yeah. so I mean in some way that could be his strategy, right? I'm not gonna say anything on anyone else's platform, no matter what mm. the hell other people say. I'm gonna I'm to say it the way I want to say it Who like. You can imagine yeah. any tour he puts out now will fucking sell out. I will yeah. try and get a ticket and somehow make it make, make it there like. Yeah, big Netflix special and everything.
1: Like. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, it, it's tough it, man. It's it's and uh, it's so, it is so hard. because uh, I really want. I really want. Wish we could go back to loving Will Smith again and all, but I, I can't bring myself to it. Uh, yeah. But it's still interesting because you still see people on online supporting
0: him and all. So that's that mm. polarised, man. That, that is polarised. So in some way, yeah. both the goofy, both the first and second topics uh, got, a, got, a, got a threat that the, that, that, how do you say that? Lack of empathy. Of empathy. Them, like. Yeah, I never say. I never say. I never say.
1: Look, no, no, I, think, I think it's totally okay. In some okay. way, yeah. Because we are talking about the, the communications issue of it's a very serious like both issues are are really about how, you know, something bad happened, but how you communicate about it to people, uh I think is important, right? And whether yeah. you are like, you know, the uh someone working in the government who's 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 talking about something that happened with the state investor, or you're Will Smith talking about how you lost it at, at an event. I think there's there's ways there there are ways to do it that would, you know, show that you have empathy for the people, for the victims and the people involved, right? Um mm, and, and mm. I think what we've just been talking about in the last hour or more is is, is the the yeah la, there could have been better empathy on, on both aspects, la, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: uh but yeah, so so uh it'd be awesome to hear what you guys think. Uh because yeah. it's both topics quite polarizing now, which is great. Mm, which is great. Mm,
1: correct, correct, yeah. That's right. Cool, man. But cool. Uh cool. so talking about what what you guys think what is your one shot comment
0: uh my one shot comment is uh just i know you mentioned it at the start of the podcast but i've been mm. i totally for, forget every year for the past 2 years that there's this thing called spotify wrapped um mm. and every year i'm like oh shit this is so awesome like just seeing how many mm. people post uh their spotify wrapped uh, for podcasts where we are on the the top few positions and tag us it really Makes my day, man. Um, Mm -hmm. and it just makes me, yeah. It's just a reminder. Oh shit! Actually, there are people who listen to us, uh, and some people who listen a lot. And you Mm. know, especially when they say, "Oh, they they say they feel like they they know us," or they spend way too much time listening to these two dudes. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So so in general, in general, that has been very very awesome to see. Please continue tagging us, uh, if
1: if you if we do end up on your list, uh, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, my one shot comment is from on the reddit from to 69 hi Terence mm. and Harish. you know that this is a new listener or redditor because they start by saying hi Terence and Harish. <laughs> Um, but yeah cool <laughs> I don't normally post on reddit but this episode really struck me and this is talking about the Pritam Singh lift, lifting the party whip and, and talking about Balenciaga and all that. And mm. and c sixty nine goes on to say, I really want to say I've enjoyed all your conversations, and your port is getting me getting me through a drudge period for me la. Yeah, so mm. he, he or she really enjoyed the breakdown of lifting the whip and 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 uh, you know our our whole discussion about it la. And um, yeah, and ultimately c sixty nine found it a very nice discussion, and you guys always deliver. Uh, and and since there was no wedding update this app, I thought I'd just say. Have a great wedding, Harish. You're taking a big step in a whole new life journey. May, may bright suns light your way forward. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's, a, it's always very nice to hear from someone who you know inspired enough by by the you know our discussions of topics to come forward and and you know share their opinion and also wish you all the best for your wedding, Harish. Mm, yeah. Mm, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. May bright suns, may bright suns light your way forward. Wow, it's a very poetic way to put it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. Cool. And and what and about uh your one show thing? Yeah, one show thing is actually uh it was actually recommended uh, uh, on our subreddit also by one of our uh long time listeners Jungle Jimbo. Uh, there's this show called uh pepsi where's my jet that is uh is a documentary series on netflix uh that was mm-hmm. basically details uh i think a little legal fiasco that um pepsi got itself into in the mid-90s where they basically ran a campaign that uh promised pro i mean implicitly promised that you with seven million pepsi points which was a currency that you could get from drinking that their, their drink with 7 million Pepsi points you could actually acquire a Harrier jet from them la. and uh, so mm. there's this one American teenager who who tried to take them up on the offer and went all out to try and get the 7 million points and when he mm. finally managed to acquire all the points all that he actually tried to cash in and and, and wanted a Harrier jet la, which would have mm. cost in the realm of like 30 to 40 million dollars uh, and mm. then it began a legal battle between Pepsi and this <laughs> and this teenager <laughs> about whether whether they really needed to honor that that uh, what they put in that TV advertisement about seven million points for a Harrier jet. Yep. so um, it's actually yeah yeah. So it's a four part uh, documentary series that um, it's pretty it's pretty interesting I mean I, I, I never knew of, of this whole story. So, uh it was quite like, interesting for me just because I mean having grown up in the nineties and all that, I do remember there were all these things about uh you know, back then when you like, I think there were certain campaigns where you where you drink the soda and then there's certain number of points or whatever in the under the, the, the soda can, right, you know? That you could use to mm. trade in for, for various uh for various souvenirs from from the soda companies and all. So so that that was a big thing back in the nineties, lah. And and to see like wow to the extent to which people in the US were were going to try and get some of these things is pretty crazy. So yeah.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Oh yeah. wow, shit. Uh that sounds interesting, man. Like I, I thought thought Wave Jet was something a uh, a more reality-based kind of thing. But oh, No no um, no. It's, no, no. Of...
1: it's about oh, it's about legal battle. And then it kinda of, in the realm of like what we we're discussing, so it's a lot about the it's the David versus Goliath kind of story. Uh, you know, small uh small person. I mean what a normal person going up against a giant corporation, uh, and then what happens, uh, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. How about you? Cool, what cool. is your one stroke thing?
0: Uh my one stroke thing is related to the World Cup. Uh ah. today we are recording Friday, second December, and the latest news is that last night Japan beat Spain two one. Yeah. Um yeah. and It's so unbelievably amazing because, I mean, if you are listening and haven't been keeping track of the World Cup, uh, Japan, which is, I mean, an Asian powerhouse for soccer, for Mm. football, Mm. uh, but globally, you you will never hear them being talked about uh, amongst the likes of, like, uh, Germany, Spain, uh, England and all. But Mm. they were put in a group together with Spain and Germany. The first game, they Mm. came from behind against Germany to win 2-1. And then Mm. they lost to Costa Rica. Uh, Mm. No, they lost to... Sure, yeah, right. Costa, Costa, ah, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa yeah. Rica, correct. And then, uh, I think pe- we could already see it in the in the media like, like saying, oh, you know, Japan won, beat Germany by a fluke. Costa Rica they lost. Okay like, it's it's more like the usual uh usual uh, uh formalities. But then they beat Spain two one, and Spain is one of the favorites, no? so they came from behind also. Mm. And yeah. it's that 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 is almost like one of the examples of why this World Cup uh has been quite interesting because. Another team that qualified was Morocco. Uh, Mm. Morocco uh, won 2-0 last night Um, and they qualified ahead of Belgium uh, Mm -hmm. in the same group. And Belgium, the golden generation who who globally was the world's number one team for like eight years. Mm. Uh, Mm. They have underperformed so badly there was infighting in the camp. And then, yeah, it's just nice to see teams like Morocco, Australia, Japan qualify Mm. for round of 16 and teams like like I mean, for Germany and the traditional powerhouses to not even make it to the round of sixteen, uh, yeah. it just feels like wow, that's that's cool, man. That's cool. I know, I know. Yeah. Way back two thousand and two, so South Korea went to the semis, I think. Quarters, but apart from quarters, that, it's yeah. always like an uh, quarters, but it's yeah. almost like an anomaly when one of the underdogs go far like. So this one, wow, it, it's it's cool to watch like Cool to
1: watch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I think the it was a big. It was a big day for the World Cup, la, right? In the sense that the two very big giants in the footballing world, Belgium and Germany, crashed out lah, right? So yeah. um it's very yeah, it's very un- I think these, these two teams, it was very unexpected for them to to not make it to the second round. Uh so yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's I think these are the real first big upsets la, of the World Cup, right? Upsets and meaning like the, not, not not qualifying, like yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Italy didn't even qualify for the World Cup. So, yeah, yeah, the one, Germany and uh, Bel- Belgium are out. Uh, the US yeah. went through to the next round, which is mm, also not the most mm. common. Senegal, Poland. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And if you watch the highlights, uh, and, and this one had to give credit to MediaCorp Entertainment. Yeah. The way they've been yeah. putting out the highlights, uh,
1: that's my go-to mm. for
0: highlights, man. Yeah, Shout someone out has to been them.
1: working hard. Someone's been working hard at MediaCorp, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Almost been working yeah. super hard. Uh That's but right. yeah, cool. cool. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. All right. Enjoy the right. weekend. Uh, thanks everyone for listening.
1: Uh I think yes. Uh and and talk to y'all soon.